welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hydric is the premier global provider of senior level executive search and leadership consulting services. Diversity and inclusion, leading through tumultuous times, and building thriving teams and organizations are among the core issues we talk with leaders about every day, including in our podcasts. Thank you for joining the conversation. Hi, Mathieu Gallion, consultant at Hydric and Struggle and member of the corporate officers practice. In today's podcast, I'm talking to Alexandre Monet, executive vice president, group head of M&A strategy and corporate development and group general counsel at Atos, a world leading international information technology company listed in the CAC 40 index. Alexandre joined Atos 2011 from Accenture, where he spent two years as head of legal France and Benelux. Alexandre also serves as board member of the French Competition Authority. Alexandre, welcome and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Monsieur. Well, Alexandre, uh, 2021 was a complex year for everyone and so is the beginning of 2022. How did its challenges refocus your priorities as GC? It was indeed a complex year for, for everyone, as you perfectly say, Mathieu. In fact, the, however, it has been an opportunity, in my view, because for General Council, all has been reinforced on the strategic side over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. To an extent, in fact, the, the pandemic has acted as a catalyst right, for a process that was already taking place, where activities that go beyond the day-to-day -day business of a company, uh, in my view, demonstrate the value of a General Council. In this situation, uh, I see that my role was required to take a more strategic approach and input on decisions which had sometimes no link at all right, with, uh, with legal matters, but which were embedded in the managing of the, of, of the, of the COVID-19 strategy. Uh, in other words, we, we took part in a decision-making process at the highest level of the organization. So it has been, that's why I'm, I'm thinking that it has reinforced the role of general counsel. That's actually very important. Le leaders uh, who are agile have navigated the pandemic and, and now the Ukraine crisis with more ease. What leadership skills have uh, been essential for you and your team in order to thrive? It's not easy to categorize them, right? But uh, I believe that during this period, empathy, the capacity really to, to be close to your people and uh, building a kind of resilience, even if it was complicated, right? I believe also that courage and your capacities, your personal and organizational agility. I mean, the ability to seek new and innovative ways to, to solve problems, because we had to, uh, and view disruption, uh, not already uh, as, a, as a challenge, of course, but, uh, you know, and not automatically as a, as a threat. Uh, so it means that you need some skill needed to prevail through uncertain times. In other words, for me, it's now more the capacity to manage uncertainty. This is what we are looking for and expecting, in my view, from, from, from leaders. And in the same times, the new landscape of leading hybrid and virtual teams, either for the teams, but also for the manager, uh, required a dedicated strategy for communicating digitally first, as well as to be capable of, in my view, adapting to effectively manage your people and meetings remotely or in a more hybrid work situations. And probably on a long-term basis with some hybrid relationships between companies, employees, and, and, and stakeholders. 
Not all teams can do that. Uh, having the right people on staff is critical to the future success of every company. What is your advice to attract, retain and develop talent, all the people who can do that effectively? I don't think there is a single recipe for that, right? But uh, as you know, with the next gen, team members are, are looking for the, the search for meaning, la quête de sens in French. And we see today that it's more than the next gen, but it affects all generations. So having said that, As a leader of uh, an organization, I think you need to build that. So you, you give a vision despite the uncertainty. It's important to have a vision despite the uncertainty and to, to, to take also uh, the, 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 the consideration that this uncertainty exists. You communicate with strong storytelling and you set up a big ecosystem which different stakeholders who will join the meaning that you would like to give to your action. I think that's very important. It includes all your partners and for a GC, lawyers, providers, It shows a very strong consistency towards your team, your talent, and your future talent. And you reinforce the voiceover within the team. I strongly believe that after this period, the, the pandemic has reinforced the trust of employees in themselves as well as in companies. So that's a huge opportunity uh, indeed uh, to build up uh, a culture around this and to attract then, you know, talent and retain, of course, your key people. I, I know this is a key a key question for you. You wrote a very interesting book on the on the topic. Building a purposeful, thriving and engaged culture is now more than ever key for a business to fully thrive. In your experience, how can a company most effectively build and maintain a thriving culture and ensure it remains aligned with the strategy? That's, that's indeed a, a key a key topic in my view for, for, for the future for, for, for all companies, right? With a sense of purpose, we help, uh, and more than help, right, companies to be more aligned. And we are looking for everyone individually. We are trying to be aligned, and so that's a company. Uh, it's also very important for a company. What I want to say is that if you realize that the company today, corporate, you know, has several uh, KPIs, several ID components. You have, you know, uh, the brand, you have the strategy, you have the financial KPIs. And you realize that sometimes some of them are totally disaligned or totally, you know, uh, completely contradictory. So that's why you need for that something which gives you to have a kind of consistency, you know, between all those components. And this is where the sense of purpose, you know, help to bring this consistency, which is, in my view, critical uh, for a company. And after, of course, it's important that there is a, uh, you know, a personalization by the, the leaders who need to, to live with that, but also uh, uh, that uh, employees on a day-to-day, -day, they need to have also uh, this uh, opportunity to live, you know, uh, the sense of, of purpose. This is critical. Looking ahead, which specific leadership skills and capabilities would you say will be the most important for your company to meet its strategic goals over the next three to five years? I think for me, leaders who can live with uncertainties, who has courage, capabilities, and a lot of empathies. That's really for me the, 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 what we are looking for and what we need to face. Atos' purpose is, uh, I quote, to help design the future of the information space. Uh, given the accelerated pace of digitalization and technology innovation in the last 18 months, how has Atos' strategy adjusted to the current disruption? And What does this mean for the leadership capabilities that those will need most going forward? We have seen that the, the, the crisis 
had definitely strengthened the, the sovereignty of state. And um, that it had now become unthinkable that in certain sectors, the production of uh, certain goods or services, you know, should take place in low-cost countries. So we have to adapt to that. At the same time, COVID has accelerated the digital transformation. Uh, we have seen that. And having the right offers was key during this period. Because in the same times, <laughs> if you did not have these uh, offerings, you know, to your customer, uh, of course, it was a bit more complicated than others. So we have to adapt ourselves to the need of our customers. Finally, with, with our people, the capacity to make sure that they, they can work at home, and we have been able, uh, you know, to make sure that 96% of our more than 100,000, you know, employees uh, were able uh, to work at home. Uh, and it was also, and I think it's a good opportunity for companies, uh, necessary to decentralize the decision-making process. I was in charge of that, and it was impossible, you know, uh, to decide, uh, you know, the size of the mask in Buenos Aires or to decide the size of the mask in Singapore when you are based in Paris, right? It makes no sense at all. So it's a good trend, in my view, of decentralization of the decision-making process, which was something totally expected, right, by, uh, by your employees. This sort of uh, think global, act local, but act truly local. How do you see the role of the general council evolving in the next five to ten years? Will what will be both the potential challenges and need for the future in in this role? I think with the uncertainty of the world that we were discussing and that I mentioned, the fact that the risk factors for a company are increasing. Who could say one time that human risk will be a risk for a company? Right, the risk of war, fortunately, that we are facing today the digital transformation with social networks, but also with the metaverse. I think there is uh, something here. But also the increase of non-financial criteria in the evaluation of a company. And at the end, the subject of sovereignty that I mentioned, which is crucial for me. It's true that for a general council, uh, you know, we will be more and more central in organization because it will be necessary to deal with increasingly transversal problems, in my view. Despite the fact that we are uh, more and more vertical sometimes, you know, in business, I see that because of that, we will have to face increasingly transversal problems. I believe that with the digital, we are entering in a world of creativity and no longer pure financial, where clearly speaking, human and in particular the value of the human capital of a company will be critical. And for that, Leaders need in the future to take care of people and not only to financial KPIs. Therefore, it means also a, a, a huge opportunity for GC, but also a threat, meaning that uh, uh, it will be important that uh, a general counsel, you know, uh, has to manage indeed uh, uh, his, uh, his people or her people more than uh, on a permanent basis, right? It will be really one of the key elements of the strategy of, uh, of, of, of a legal department. In addition, I believe that the main risk for a GC is also, at the moment in time, uh, to become too much powerful. And uh, we have to deal with that. It could be a, become a, a one of the subjects in the future of company, and it would probably, maybe sometimes, uh, require at the moment a question of the status of the general counsel in, 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 in company. 
In terms of independence? In definitely, of, uh, definitely. Because more and more you have powerful, more and more you have power, more and more the risks are increasing. It is true that uh, at the moment in time, the question uh, will probably come back. I know that in certain jurisdictions, uh, this question is, uh, is not really now a key, a key topic, uh, but it could become, in my view, in particular in Europe, more and more a need, you know, to, to, to set up a common status, right? More globally, what's the most important way your organization is building on the lessons of 2021 and, and now, early 2022? In fact, to, to summarize what, uh, what I just uh, said, uh, it's uh, decentralization, for sure, empowerment, I think this is what people are looking for, courage, this is what really uh, leaders uh, uh, need to bring, empathy, it's critical uh, with this uncertainty, And finally, kindness. Uh, this is also, uh, you know, what uh, due to the fact that we are facing uh, so many things today, that the kindness is, is something for me, uh, a strong value, you know, that we need to have uh, in organization. It's, it's true. It's really something common with all great leaders. Well, Alexandre, thank you very much for making the time to, to speak with us today. Thank you very much, Mathieu. Thank you for the time. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.